You see, most gamblers, when they go to gamble, they go to win. When we go to gamble, we go to lose. Even when we win, it's just a matter of time before we give it all back. This is the Bet Slipping Podcast from USA Today Sportsbook Wire. I bet you 20 bucks I can get you gambling before the end of the day. No way. I mean, it's the gambling business. Occasionally get punched in the face. You're listening to the Bet Slipping Podcast. I'm shocked, shocked to find that gambling is going on in here. All right, welcome back, Bet Slipping listeners. It is your host, Nathan Beagley, here for another episode. I think we're, we're rocking the second episode as me as host, and we're, uh, uh, Got Jeff back on the stream. How are you doing, Jeff? Doing pretty good. I guess I can't complain. Just chilling, kicking it at my new job, trying to trying to give out winners over there. Um, getting my ass whooped in baseball this week. That's kind of embarrassing, but whatever. Football's coming, so yeah. Football's on the horizon, baby. We got time. So last week we went over uh, NFC North. That was. Uh, Rams division. No, not the Rams division. Packers. Packers. Packers Bears. Did you take the Vikings? To... Yes, yes, Vikings. So it's the Vikings division. Let's just say it that way. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's move on to my Cincinnati Bengals. Our last division. We're trying to figure out what we're gonna do next week. And then for week one, we have uh Yahoo's minty bets on. Still trying to hammer out the time that that's gonna be released, but uh just be looking forward to that so we have the afc north obviously that's the Bengals, ravens browns and steelers the Bengals and the steelers were the only two teams from there to make the playoffs last year i believe the Bengals were the four seed the three seed Oof. i would guess the four seed right because they played the raiders at home i forget which one that was and then i know the steelers were the seven seed and just got obliterated by kansas city um besides that you you obviously had the uh, the Baltimore Ravens who struggled with injuries. Dobbins was out. J.K. Dobbins, are starting back, was all, all last season. He'll be back. Um, Lamar Jackson will be healthy. And then you obviously have the Browns who have had probably the most interesting offseason with uh, getting Deshaun Watson, having him suspended six games, and then instead of that, having him suspended 11 games. You got Jacoby Brissett, a pretty, a pretty good defense, and then um, Nick Chubb is your running back. So they, they could weather the storm, but uh, – so I guess we're going to do it as we have been doing it. That means the Bengals are going to be our first uh, our first talking point. So the Bengals are plus 170 to win the division, and their uh, win total is set at 9.5 with the over juice to minus 135 and the under at plus 110. Now, I was doing some research for this, and three out of the eight divisions in the first season with 17 games had two had two double-digit win teams, three divisions, and there is significant juice on the over for both the Bengals and the Ravens at nine and a half. So sportsbooks clearly think that the AFC North is going to have two of those teams. So I don't know. That was just that was just food for thought, I guess. It didn't really matter much. Um, Random observation. Yeah, give me a give me what you feel about the Bengals. Do you, because uh, they obviously made the playoffs last year, so they added three. The quick recap is they added a safety in Dax Hill. Bates signed, Jesse Bates, their star safety, signed the franchise tag, so he will play. And then they added three starting offensive linemen. So the goal is that they fixed what they could fix, and then they added some depth. Um, I mean, I don't think either of us are really on board with the win total or the or the AFC North odds. 
No, I, I this is probably the toughest price division that we've covered yet. Uh, we 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 uh, pushed it all the way to the back of our divisional previews because of the uncertainty around the Cleveland Brown situation. Uh, but yeah, the, there, there's heavy juice in the Bengals win total. I think it's minus one thirty to go over nine and a half. Uh, depending on where, uh, what books you have in your jurisdiction, I wouldn't hate a look at the Bengals alt win total over. Maybe if you get like over ten and a half plus one sixty or better, that'd be something I'm interested in. Because essentially, like I, I like the Bengals. Like the only anti-Bengals argument is the Super Bowl hangover thing. Like, that's the only thing that I can listen to. I mean, you can say, well, what if Joe Burrow gets injured again because of uh, a weak offensive line? But you can't really factor injuries that much into your handicap uh, for a season-long projection because it's mostly random with a few exceptions. But, I mean, Joe Burrow is And ideally the offensive line, ideally the offensive line is better, too. To add to that, it had it has to be. They they added three above average offensive linemen between Ted Karras, I think Alex Kappa is another one, um, and then Lyle Collins, and then Collins, right? And I mean, two of two of those were from um, like elite organizations. Like you know, the Patriots and the Bucks when Tom Brady's there are gonna teach their linemen how to protect. Yeah, and, and Lyle Collins was on a Dallas offensive line that's been nasty for years now. And he's not a – I think he's he's either a poor pass blocker, an elite run blocker, or flip it either way. But, I mean, he's going to be an upgrade over last year's right tackle. I mean, obviously, the Bengals, their division – or their schedule gets much tougher. So, that's I guess that is another counter argument to them going over or cashing that – plus 170 to win the division but i mean i got two looks with the Bengals here that i'm i'm i've already have in my betting account um and they're both they're both geared towards the offense obviously i i like joe burrow these are more sprinkles again because they are um long futures but i do have like a full unit future here in the afc north but i'm taking joe burrow to win the mvp at plus 1200 and I, I'll take Jamar Chase to win Offensive Player of the Year at plus three thousand. Realize I gave out Aaron Jones last week at plus five thousand. Again, they're sprinkles from two different conferences, right? So, um, you know, I, I don't hate having two futures in the same market, and even more perhaps if they're going to be like sick payouts. But Joe Burrow first. I mean. The bottom line is he's as good as Josh Allen and Justin Herbert, but has better weapons, right? I mean, there's here's some of his stat rankings. He's first, according to PFF, second in this blend stat that runningbacks.com uses, or runningbacksdontmatter.com uses. Have you ever heard of this website? Uh, no, but... Um... Just a funny name. Yeah, I'm gonna put you guys onto something. It's really one of the better advanced at, uh, free NFL stat sites that you can see. Hold on, that doesn't make sense. It's one of the better free NFL advanced stat sites you can use. Uh, it's called RunningBacksDon'tMatter.com, but it's RBSDM, and they use a blend quarterback stat. It's a blend of 
EPA expected points added and completion percentage over expectation. And Joe Burrow uh, was second in that last year. So essentially, this guy makes scoring plays and he throws dudes open. That's the layman terms behind that stat. He's first uh, with uh, first in quarterback rating from a clean pocket, third under pressure, third on third down, first and on target percentage, fourth in turnover worthy plays. The dude's a baller, right? And the only argument that he's not going to absolutely ball out again. He's not getting worse from year two to three. The only argument is injuries. I guess you can make a case that the the defenses in his division are tough. He's playing a hard schedule, but, like, I don't know. Does it matter what schedule Aaron Rodgers or Pat Mahomes has? No. They're just going to ball the F out. And that's what I think Joe Burrow is is going to do. I mean, plus 1,200. I like a – it's a sick analogy. Just, yeah, I mean, it's sometimes just, some players get unfair treatment in, in the league. It's mm-hmm. like who who cares if Patrick Holmes is playing the Bills? He's gonna do fine. And it's the same with Joe Burrow. Yeah, I mean, you know, given the schedule, he might have a couple down games, but I mean, he's probably gonna end up with thirty-five touchdowns, <laughs> four thousand five hundred yards, and both of those might be light. Like that might be kind of a like you might go back, you might think of at the end of the year, like you know what. He left some fat or some meat on the bone there. Um, so, you know, between arm talent, between moxie, between the the weapons, the retooled offensive line, Joe Mixon's a solid um, running back that can help him out, help out the, the quarterback. I'm pretty sure his odds are the six best on the board. And, yeah, getting back to the original point, he's behind Josh Allen and Justin Herbert, and he really isn't worse than either one of those guys. So, Again, I'm sprinkling it because I also have Kyler Murray and MVP, but I'll take Joe Burrow uh, 12 to 1. Do you have anything on your Cincinnati yep, Bengals, no. or do you want me to keep firing with Jamar Chase? So uh, the only way that I'm going to play the Bengals is I would like to play them in a division set piece, but the only way that you're not going to find much value in Bengals at plus 170, especially with the question mark surrounding Watson. I mean, what if the – what if the Browns go uh, seven and four with Brissett? I mean, they still have a well-rounded team. So the way that I'm going to play this, and I think I'm probably actually unit on it, is Bengals Ravens the straight forecast, which means it has to finish Bengals then Ravens first and second. You can get that at plus four twenty-five. I think there's value there mainly because um, the the Bengals should grow. Their young players are going to get better, and the Ravens are going to return healthy. If you look at the other teams in the division, it's hard to see uh, much value in them really exploding. Even if the Browns do make the playoffs, it would be shocking to see them like start 7-4. and four. So I think the sportsbooks think it's relatively safe that the Bengals-Ravens are the are the top one and two teams because you can get them the dual forecast at like plus 120, which is actually worse than either of their odds to win the division. So sportsbooks don't know who's going to win the division. So that's the tough part that you have to guess or you have to predict so is it between the Bengals or Ravens? And I just think the Bengals are going to have the more explosive offense, the more or less one-dimensional offense. Um, and I think that's going to bode well for them. Yeah, ultimately the strength of the, the, the uh, Baltimore's team is the defense. If the defense is fully healthy and their secondary is as, as sick as it could be, then I think the Ravens are going to be more a defensive team because, I mean, their wide receiver situation sucks. I mean, it's... Lamar Jackson really isn't beating people with his arms uh, or with his arm, unfortunately. And it feels like 
we can get into them after this one, but it also feels like they're a little predictable almost. Like, you know, Lamar Jackson's going to be the one to beat you. Maybe J.K. Dobbins. You, but like you said, it's not typically going to be Mark Andrews that is beating you every game. So you, you, you'd think that defense coordinators are going to be able to kind of come around to um, their schemes. Um, and you never really know. If Lamar Jackson starts to get injured again, then they they could then fall out and, I mean, be another six or seven win team. So I mean, that Lamar- is another scary – that's another scary part about the whole straight forecast is that you do have a chance that if Lamar goes down, then the Ravens aren't there. If Joe Burroughs goes down, you just – you don't know with injuries, and that's where uh, – that's where you like to get the the better odds situations is you you want to project that better than hey the Ravens at plus one forty maybe Lamar goes down then you're just screwed so uh, at least in that situation you're getting a better payout you're taking a little more risk but you're getting a payout so that's how I would play it yeah I, I was saying earlier you can't really mix injuries in your like forecast but or your season long projection for a team within a couple exceptions and obviously Lamar Jackson does does fit that bill right i mean he's he's a running back that plays quarterback he can absolutely get hit, hurt you know what i mean if he gets rolled on or anything like hey, he's great at taking hits or even concussion two weeks yeah i mean yeah especially I mean, with, like, anything, the concussion the protocol problem. like if he and gets, that's why it feels like joe burrow is a little more safe of a pick which is one reason i would like my joe burrow my Bengals, to be number one in that straight forecast is sure he went down with with the torn ACL, but um, you should really expect the offensive line to be better. And that was more of an offensive line shortcomings than Burrow really going out and getting himself injured. I mean, mm. if you watch the Bengals in 20 or 21, you couldn't help but be like, all right, this is a little embarrassing for them to have such a good quarterback behind such a bad offensive line, but they're fixing that. So um, the hope is that they should be the best team in this, con- in this division. The pushback that I have on that, uh, I love Joe Burrow, but he does play a little hero ball. He'll hang on to the ball a little bit, so he'll give his wide receivers extra time to break coverage, which partially makes him great, but it also obviously leaves him open for the big shot or the uh, the, the the big hit that could lead to an injury. But, I mean, that is going to improve as he gets older, right? I'm, I, don't, I don't remember per se, but, like, Aaron Rodgers would probably do that stuff. Patrick Mahomes has a little bit of that where it's just like he has the mobility to dance around, but sometimes like, dude, just get rid of the ball and the rhythm of the offense type thing. Um, His stuff more leads to turnovers and injuries, at least uh, to this point. But that's the only pushback. Otherwise, I I do agree. And I didn't see that straight forecast uh, market, but at 4.25 or uh, plus 4.25, it's not a bad look, you know. I was I thought you were gonna go with the 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 dual forecast, the one where it was plus one twenty five Bengals and Ravens to finish one and two. I feel like I have a gut part of me that's like you can't do a future. I'm not I mean it's the same thing in like the stock market. I'm not gonna wrap my money up for is that four weeks. I'd rather put it in the stock market. I'm not gonna wrap my money up for five months on a plus one twenty. No, I get it, but we have given that out um in certain spots, but I don't think it's as strong of an angle. If here. I felt more confident on it too, especially with like you said, the injuries. If one of two quarterbacks that have basically had season ending injuries in the last two years goes down, then the Steelers could even be the third best team. So I I just I like the risk and I think I would take it given 
I guess, given injury concerns. Right. Yeah, no, just kind of piggybacking off of that. I do think there is a, a gulf of difference between the Bengals, Ravens, and Browns with Jacoby Brissett and, and Pittsburgh Steelers. So I agree that they're probably going to finish one and two, and I do actually like the Bengals considerably more than, than the Ravens. So I, I'm with yeah, you. So Talk about Jamar Chase. All right, sorry. Um, so, yeah, I'm taking him at plus 3,000 uh, to win Offensive Player of the Year. That's on uh, Tipico. And um, it's a pretty simple analysis, really. I mean, it's a pass-heavy league, pass-heavy system. Two of the last three Offensive Players of the Year were wide receivers, uh, Cooper Cup, Michael Thomas. Um, but I think this is odd in the mark or in the Jamar Chase market. So he's got the third-best odds for most wide receiver yards at plus 900. He has the second best odds to have the most wide receiver touchdowns at plus 650. But he has the 14th best odds to win Offensive Player of the Year. It just seems like a bad price right there or or, or, um, a miscalculation of price, right? I mean, if he finishes first and or second in both those stats, he's almost guaranteed to be like an Offensive Player of the Year finalist, right? I don't think, like, in my opinion, he's the most talented wide receiver in the game. That was pretty much my projection of him for him going into last season. And he obviously lived up to those expectations, and I think he's just going to play better this year. And I don't see, again, kind of same thing with Burrow. It's like I don't see them getting worse year over year. That's, that's kind of my thing. So, I mean, 14th best odds to win Offensive Player of the Year, but he's – um, top two or three in the biggest uh, wide receiver stat. So I think there's some value there. Yeah, of course. I agree with that. All right, so let's move on to uh, the Steelers. They lost Big Ben Roethlisberger, and now it will be the Najee Harris-led offense with Mitchell Trubisky at quarterback or Kenny Pickett at quarterback or uh, Mason Rudolph at quarterback, whoever they want to play quarterback. They are plus nine hundred to win the AFC North, so pretty uh pretty juiced up odds. Um or pretty good odds, I guess, not juiced up. So they're plus nine hundred. Seven point five is their win total with the over again jutting some juice at minus one twenty and the under at plus a hundred. I have nothing on the Steelers except for the fact that Big Ben's out. They don't know who their quarterback is really gonna be quite yet. And I think that's going to bode well for giving your former top pick the absolute control of the offense. And it's hard. Sometimes it's hard to pick these futuristic backs. You're, you're giving like relatively simple analysis, whatever, right? This time it, it feels a little bit better. So who were the top players in rushing yards last year? It was Jonathan Taylor, Nick Chubb, Joe Mixon, Najee Harris. Of those players – which of them are going to be true three down backs in a run heavy offense? Maybe Nick Chubb and Jonathan Taylor along with Harris until Deshaun Watson comes back. And then maybe it's just Taylor who's going to have Matt Ryan, who's going to at least be a more capable threat. So a plus 1500, I think the odds that I like Najee to just get over, I mean, maybe he leaps something crazy, like over 350 attempts. And Jonathan Taylor backtracks. I mean, Jonathan Taylor had an all-time great year. Derrick Henry's probably going to – he could be injured again. And even if he isn't, he may not see the exact same workload. And at plus 1,500, I think it's 
it's at least reasonable to expect Najee to be the bulk carrier of that offense. And it's the only way I'd play the Steelers. Otherwise, they're not very interesting here. So I got two bets here, and I was uh, I <laughs> I arrived on these when I was firing off a deuce right before we, we started recording. But because um, I my, my AFC North bet slip was looking real bare, I did not have a lot going on. This is again, this is a really tough division. But hear me out here. So I'm gonna bet under seven and a half wins at even money at a f- full unit, maybe even unit and a half, right? And then as a hedge. I'm going to bet Kenny Pickett, Offensive Rookie of the Year, at plus 900. Now, hear me out. I I don't think Mitchell Trubisky should be a starting quarterback. If they start the season off with Mitchell Trubisky, obviously that hurts the Kenny Pickett line. But that, in my opinion, helps the under 7.5 wins. And I know that's kind of might be contrary to po- uh, popular opinion, just in the sense that it's like the veteran quarterback will be more ready to go week one. So that gives... Uh, Steelers a better chance to win initially. I actually think Kenny Pickett might be better than Mitch Trubisky. Like now, like like, actually, I do believe that. I did not know you hated Mitch this much. Oh, I hate Mitch Trubisky. I Yo, thought who's worse, Kirk Cousins or Mitch Trubisky? Mitch Trubisky. Just, just tell me your opinion there. By by far, I, I mean Mitch Trubisky. I said this right when he was drafted. I was like, that is the worst draft pick in the history of the NFL. They picked. The Bears traded up for number two, and they didn't pick Deshaun Watson, and they didn't pick Patrick Mahomes, and they picked Mitchell Trubisky. The craziest thing to me about that this whole thing, tangent, well, I guess we're still, you know, Mitchell Trubisky plays for the Steelers, but Mitchell Trubisky played in the ACC, the same conference as Deshaun Watson, who was a Heisman Trophy winning quarterback and appeared in two national championships. So obviously the Bears looked at Deshaun Watson game film too, and yet they landed on Mitchell Trubisky. It's unbelievable to me. Honestly, I, I said it in live, uh, in real time. I was like, that is the worst draft pick I've ever seen. And I wasn't even high on Patrick Mahomes. Like, I was really into Deshaun Watson. Had I known, obviously, if i known Desha- uh, Patrick Mahomes would be as good as he w- w- was or is, that would just strengthen my opinion. I mean, opinion. everyone would have been so. Right, right. I mean... I didn't like Patrick Mahomes coming out of college, to be fair. Like, I just thought he was too much of a gunslinger, right? He really wasn't that good at Texas Tech. But I would have picked him nine times or ten times out of ten before before selecting Mitchell Trubisky. Mitchell Trubisky is like a weird thing. My brother is randomly a Virginia Tech fan, so I watch a lot of ACC football. Mitchell Trubisky was trash. What Virginia Tech did to him his final year in North Carolina, you have to, you'd almost have to look it up. I think he was eight of twenty-four with like fifty-five yards, <laughs> like, like, and he got drafted number two the next year. It was absurd to me. So, I mean, there's more arguments. I'm not just trying to shit on Mitchell Trubisky, even though it is a lot of fun. Like, I'm really enjoying myself right now, but <laughs> like the Steelers, pastime. the Steelers have the fourth toughest schedule, right? They won eight, they won nine games last year and they were eight and two in one score games. So most of their victories were one score games. Right. And I do think, I know everyone likes to shit on Ben Roethlisberger. They don't go eight and two in one score games without Ben Roethlisberger. He did have like a, a Peyton Manning 
Denver Bronco like final season thing where it's just like you don't think Brock Osweiler is worse than Peyton Manning until you see him on the on the field, right? And it's like, all right, well, wait a second. This guy is – I don't care if Peyton Manning's throwing left-handed. He's better than Brock Osweiler. That's kind of the same. And it was the same feeling as uh, as what Mason Rudolph was like, please, just don't get Mason Rudolph in the game. Whatever you do. I know Big Ben can be as bad as Big Ben can be, but do not put Mason Rudolph in the game. Yeah, dude, and he could have – kick the ball to throw it instead of instead of throwing it with his arm it would have been better than Mason Rudolph like I would still be like you know what let's try Ben Roethlisberger why not yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? like let's just throw him back there like you we know he can barely move but they should have just handed the ball off to Najee every every that's what I'm saying they're gonna do this this year it's just every single play well they do have questions for the offensive line they they did they did use some resources on it um, which kind of helps both your argument, obviously, and my argument. Again, if I, I do think if Kenny Pickett isn't starting as Mitch Trubisky, they're just going to lose those games. Um, and they obviously, like Kenny Pickett, could suck too, and that also helps the under, right? But if 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 Kenny Pickett does play well, because again, they have they have a little bit better of an offensive line. Their their pass catcher catch, pass catchers, excuse me, around him are low-key kind of sick like Najee Harris is a legit threat out of the backfield to catch the ball George Pickens looks good I, th- I thought he was good in Georgia uh Chase Claypool uh can blow Friar the top Muth is pretty good Friar Muth is awesome Deontay Johnson's a good slot guy so he does have weapons to work with and I actually did I did like Kenny Pickett coming out of college so I think he could be he have small hands does he have baby hands allegedly but you take much baby hands into question on this uh in this offensive rookie of the year uh debate honestly my statistical modeling doesn't go deep (laughs) enough where i can factor that oh gotcha gotcha i I didn't know hand i didn't know hand sizes matter i don't i actually don't know the hand size of all the quarterbacks (laughs) so i I did hear his he does have midget hands so (laughs) that's not uh, excuse me, dwarf hands. Don't want to offend anyone. I swear, didn't Patrick? Didn't someone come out and be like, "Yeah, like my like Patrick Mahomes or like Matthew Stafford's hands also aren't so also aren't huge or something?" Didn't someone? Wasn't that another take? I don't know. Maybe I'm way off, but it's all it. It feels like it only has to do with like fumbling. It feels right? like this is like a pardon my take, like um, yeah, topic. Mind, whatever. This is. The but same. let me let me get back to my point is. Yes. The other thing that I like is that Najee Harris, so rush first down percentage. Najee Harris was the lowest of the top 14 rushers. That is going to change. They're not going to have Mitchell Trubisky dropping back on first down. No. It was probably a ton of pass fake or uh, like RPOs or something from Big Ben. It, it was probably they're going to run it, so we're going to pass it. Nah, this year it's going to be we're going to run it, so we're going to run it, I would think given their quarterback situation. So uh, I would expect that to be over, was it 20.2%, whereas Jonathan Taylor's was almost a third of the time. So I would expect Harris to have a lot more involvement in the offense. So, again, give me him at plus 1,500 to lead the league in rushing. Yeah, and, like, Big Ben has the clout to, like, get a play from Tom when a Mike and Matt Cannon be like, nah, we're good. We're good. We're going to throw it instead, actually. We're just going to slant it to Juju again. Yeah, or it's like, I, you know, they loaded up the box at the line of scrimmage. So I, I, I checked out of it and checked to a run. Like Ben Roethlisberger was going to the Hall of Fame. Who's going to talk shit? Like no one. That's what he's he's uh, starting for. So I just think like if the Steelers get over their win total in a really tough schedule and a in a pretty competitive division, 
right? I think that that means Kenny Pickett was successful, and it's because and because the rookie of the year, offensive rookie of the year, it's geared towards quarterbacks. Like if if a starting quarterback looks like a franchise guy, even slightly, they're gonna win rookie of the year. Like it's almost guaranteed, right? So. Um, I, I think that's, I don't know. What are your thoughts on like that as a hedge, right? Like, so, I mean, there is a chance that the Steelers go under seven and a half wins and Kenny Pickett throws like 25 touchdowns, runs for a few, maybe throws like 15, 16 interceptions. Everyone else has kind of, every other rookie has like a blah season. Like, you know what? Whatever. He, he looks like he's going to be a starter for the next few years. They did go under their. They did underperform, but I could scoop both. I think. Yeah, there's definitely some room to hit both. I'm not. I I'm not huge into thinking that the Steelers are going to get to eight wins. I think eight, eight and nine is kind of pushing it for this team, given the uncertainty of quarterback. So I think the uh, doubling them up is actually not like a bad mindset to have. Right. Um. I will say that because, like I said, there's there's no there's no superstar quarterback. I mean, what? There's barely any one was Pickett a first rounder, late first. Yeah, he was. I think the only first round quarterback, yeah. right? And then what? Maybe Drake London goes off something, but even then, all those other wide receivers. I mean, this was a defense heavy draft, offensive line heavy draft. All these other receivers have question marks around them. I mean, is Mariota getting him the ball? Probably not. So I th- I think there's a lot of there's a lot to to say about other other rookies. There's a lot more negatives to say than Kenny Pickett, who could just be the guy that goes off. Yeah, like Bryce Hall, the running back for the Jets, is like one of the favorites. He's a Jet. They don't win shit. Especially like if if Zach Wilson's throwing him the ball. I mean, if Zach Wilson's captaining that offense, they're they're just not doing anything. Yeah, I mean, and then, then Fox and then, gets stacked and. Zach Wilson beat me. So I think there's a good chance that Pickett gets it. Even if he even if he only goes for 18 touchdowns. Yeah, like George Pickens is around the same number and they're on the same team. I mean, I guess Mitchell Trubisky can can get him the ball, but like what wide receiver has ever blown up because of Mitchell Trubisky, right? I don't see George Pickens having an an, an award winning year with Mitch Trubisky as his quarterback. So I'm going to get down on it. So to kind of give you guys, um, to kind of give you guys some some like knowledge on how to play this, I'd probably hit like if you're a hundred dollar better, I'd hit the under for the Steelers for a hundred dollars, and then put like twenty five bucks on Kenny Pickett to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. Maybe I think it's a solid play. Maybe less if you want to like make it like a pretty legit hedge. You put like fifteen dollars on it, yeah, something like that. So yeah, overall, I love that. Yeah. Well, we got there. We got some. We got some AFC North picks somehow. All right, so those are our first two. Let's move on to teams that I have uh, maybe nothing on. So the, <laughs> the Rams and Browns both finished eight and nine last year. So you know what? Whatever. Let's start with the Browns. I don't know their win total, but considering the Steelers were plus nine hundred, I couldn't find it on Tipico. Considering the Steelers were plus nine hundred and the Bengals and Ravens were both. Uh, under plus 200 i'm gonna say that they're at 8.5 and i don't know what the juice is i don't really care what the juice is I, and but they're plus 380 to win the afc north all right so i got it for you their oh their win total is nine and a half the under is minus 250 the over is plus 200 it's pretty much an alt total but that's the only option that 
Tipico has. So that was, that's why I guess eight and a half. I feel like eight and a half has to feel like it's at least better odds. I guess not, but geez. Eight and a half is probably the market price, essentially. But Tipico is up to some bullshit here. <laughs> so, I mean, I can't. They're on one, but. I mean, I'm not, I'm not betting Jacoby Brissett led offense to have double digit wins. Um, and everyone kind of looks at the Browns as like a complete team. They're just missing Deshaun Watson, which you can make an argument for, but like their defense really hasn't been that good. Like Miles Garrett's a baller. Denzel Ward's a baller, but the defense itself really has never been that good. And it's, it's, you know, it's been, I think the bottom, uh, 20th or worse in points allowed for the past like few years. I know they did take a, a step in the right direction, at least according to DVOA last year. But I mean, there's really not a lot to be excited about for this Browns team this year, in my opinion. I am pretty low on Jacoby Brissett. He has a he's he's a career backup. You know, he's an awesome backup to have. But if you're starting your season out with him, and again, what I think is a pretty tough division, right? Like. Say what you will about the Steelers. I hate fading Mike Tomlin. Like I'm not excited about that. Like he's not gonna go out like a sucker. They're gonna they're gonna steal a couple games, right? Um, but I just like the the downgrade from from Baker Mayfield to Jacoby Brissett to me is is pretty obvious. Um, but you know I don't have a lot to add to that. I mean, there's just no good way to get at the Cleveland Browns, right? I mean. Again, we are kind of um, held hostage to a certain extent by Typico Sportsbook. They don't have any player odds or, or uh, player futures, so we can't go like under or over Nick Chubb. We can't do anything like that. So it's, you know, I'm kind of handcuffed here. I, I I guess I can talk myself into maybe the Cleveland Browns to finish last in the AFC North. You know, I got to look up to see what that um, price point is. But. Other than that, I mean, it's tough to handicap or project the the Cleveland Browns. I will say this actually the one the one thing that I'll give you. I'm betting the Carolina Panthers week one against the Cleveland Browns. I I really try for sharp analysis, Nate. But you know I love a good revenge game. You know I love it mostly in the NBA. But hey, this is this is a perfect angle here. Baker Mayfield, such a spiteful little shit. You know this is gonna be a Super Bowl. Like you know he's gonna be, he's gonna be coming out there grabbing his wang. I don't know, like <laughs> <laughs> throwing that flag on the ground. Yeah, yeah, just doing all. I mean, that. I love I love. So I actually um so for for my job, my insurance job, I actually have the Carolina. So I fly in and out of Charlotte. I gotta talk to insurance people all day about half the time we just talk about the Panthers and everyone that I've talked to about the Panthers is like Baker Mayfield is taking me to the Super Bowl. Everyone's like, I love Baker. And it's like, maybe, maybe that's just because Sam Darnold cost you like five first round picks or five or like a second round, a fifth, a sixth or whatever. And maybe you're just excited to have got someone on what you feel is a good trade. And someone that's like, uh, got that moxie, but yeah, uh, I've actually already bet. So I only bet, 10 or 15 bucks because I kind of bet a lot of volume but I think we put like 50 or 60 on the Panthers to win already and that was pre Watson news so that was like it had pre- it had a lot better odds than it has now on it 
What does that mean? Does that mean you got Panthers plus two and a half or something like that? I would have to go check what it was. Give me. All right. Well, if you could pull it up quickly, but no, I like the Panthers in the first week. They're hosting the Cleveland Browns. I think they're one point favorites now. It went from like plus four um, with Sam Darnold starting and Deshaun Watson's status up in the air to minus one now that Baker Mayfield's a starter and Deshaun Watson's definitely out. But the thing is, like, you can't understate how much of an upgrade or can't overstate, excuse me, how much of an upgrade Baker Mayfield is over over uh, Sam Darnold. I mean, Sam Darnold is terrible. Like, pretty much the worst graded quarterback over the last three seasons. And say what you will about Baker Mayfield, this, I have to remind people this from time to time, this guy set the rookie quarterback touchdown record. <laughs> like, he, he won a playoff game. He's played in a couple playoff games, right? Like, there is an actual argument. I don't think he's, um, I don't even think he's probably a top 20 starting quarterback, maybe right around there. But there is an argument to be made that that torn labrum in his shoulder last year really hurt him, and he can bounce back. And the Carolina Panthers, (laughs) we're talking more about the Carolina Panthers, the Cleveland Browns here in the AFC North Handicap, but... I think the Carolina Panthers have they have a sick defense. They have weapons for him to work with. So the best and only like line or look that I can give you here in the Brown section is I'm going to bet against them week one. Um, I'll say I'll Go say up. one thing: if there's if if there's a nightmare scenario for the Baltimore Ravens and or Cincinnati Bengals, talking Burrow and or Lamar Jackson get injured. You know, there might be some value in a midseason, like, a, a uh, Browns to win the AFC North ticket, right? Because I'm I'm high. Like, I love Deshaun Watson as a football player. That guy's nasty. And, like, the Browns are going to be a real problem next year. Um, and, yeah, I mean, if the worst thing happens to um, some of their AFC North co-tenants, maybe there is some value with them in midseason. But preseason, these lines are junk. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. So I uh Panthers are minus one twenty now and we got them at even money odds. Nice. So, minus one twenty money line. Yes, yep. Okay, cool. Yeah, I mean I, I like it. I, I would like it up to Panthers. I don't know. You're probably not playing like a minus one forty, yeah. Yeah. Maybe right the pre field goal line, but you're you're probably still what, like plus one forty at that point? Uh, I mean, money line. No, you're right. I would get at, oh, I think this is what you meant, but I would get at the money line. Like, even if it but got up to two and a half. Panthers is like minus 120 right now. So it would have to, you'd have, I mean, you, you wouldn't play it up to like minus 140. Yeah, I would. I All would. Right, just I, kidding. I, I would, I would do that instead of, instead of laying the odds because I'm conf. That's the thing. I'm starting to like re examine this stuff. Um, I'm just more handicap how you handicap. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like, if I'm confident enough in the Panthers, then why not lay the minus 140 and not even fuss the points? Because they're, I mean, any team could get backdoored, right? I mean, if they're down nine, like why would if they're if if the Panthers are up nine with a minute and a half, they're not going full tilt, right? I mean, like maybe they do sneak in the backdoor and cover a two and a half. So 
I would just lay the minus 140, but it's not that's not the case right now. It's only minus 120, and I like that. <laughs> Sir, all right, let's um, let's transition into our last team because I don't think anyone cares about the Panthers right now. Um, the Ravens actually finished eight and nine as well. They're going to be healthier this season. They're the favorites to win the division at plus 140. Their win total is nine and a half. The the overs got heavy juice at minus 170, and the unders at plus 135. I really don't have much on here. Um, I think if anything, I would play the under. I, I think it's just hard for a team to hit 10 wins. I mean, like I said, there was only three divisions that had multi 10 win teams and we both liked the Bengals. And I think there's, there's a decent chance to fade them. I mean, Lamar gets one ding up one rolled ankle when he's out two weeks and they lose both those games and they're already in the hardest division in football. So, yeah. I mean, they're going to play six games that aren't gimmies. So, uh, yeah, you say that though, but like if just the counter, I don't fully disagree with you, but like I'm looking at PFF right now, Lamar Jackson was ranked 24th and Tyler Huntley, his backup was ranked 25th and, and uh quarterback grade. Um, Tyler Huntley, pretty good backup. Pretty good. Like, I mean, but we also both know that Lamar Jackson isn't. <laughs> Never going to be a top 15 quarterback rate tech guy. No, no, no. I'm, does that, that factor in his legs used to? Like their rankings or something? Yeah, that's a PFF grade. It, they, they do factor in his, his oh, legs. Oh, gotcha. They just say he sucked last year. Yeah, and mostly it was injury. I mean, you know, it, they were down, what, three running backs? Definitely Gus Edwards and J.K. Dobbins, right? I mean, the only guy I hate, what's his face? Marquise Hollywood Brown. That kid sucks. Um, I mean, the whole wide receiver course sucks. Mark Andrews is an absolute monster, but their offensive line should be better. Um, they're getting Ronnie Staley back, but he hasn't, I don't think he's practiced yet this preseason or he hasn't been practicing lately. So who knows how he looks, but I mean, adding, uh, they get Marcus Peters back they get Marlon Humphrey back. Um, they already have pretty sick. Um, secondary, and they added Marcus Williams from the New Orleans Saints there. They drafted, uh, I think his name's Kyle Hamilton. who's a pretty athletic safety from Notre Dame. Um, their nickelbacks are, like, their secondary is just stacked, right? I mean, their defensive line yeah, is pretty disgusting. good. Um, so their defense could be really good. Um, but, I, again, it's the same story here as with the Browns, only, you know, a little bit different details. But I, I just don't see a number here. It really jumps out to me. I, I again going back to your original look, um, Bengals one, Ravens two, plus four twenty five. Don't hate that. Might throw you some money getting on that bet as well. But yeah, I mean it's you know the Ravens do have a much easier schedule this year, um, which you know I do factor into my handicap. Obviously they're minus eleven turnover differential. They had the most games lost due to injury like in NFL history at least in the history of football outsiders since they've been tracking it, right? So they're due They're due for a bounce back. And I bet they're under last year. So, like, it kind of would be smart to probably go over there or take their over um, if I were to get down in the Ravens preseason. But just can't get there. The AFC is too good, so they're minus, like, 150 to make the playoffs or something like that. No. Plus 140 to the one- AFC, AFC North. Nah. Maybe if you find some sweet 10.5 win total where it's like plus 120 or something, maybe then. But 
Yeah, because I could see a world where the Bengals win the division with 12 wins and the Ravens have 11. Like, I could see that. Or, you know, obviously the Bengals might just be worse than the Ravens for various reasons. So, but we're kind of getting there the long way. I don't, I don't have shit on the Ravens. You know, it's just kind yeah. of a wait and uh, see. I'm, I'm, I'm there with you. I, I actually like Marcus Williams a lot. So, I'm excited to see what they do with their secondary, but I'm not I'm not betting anything. Like I said, nothing nothing at these numbers stands out to me. Yeah, I mean, barring injury, their secondary is gonna be sick. It's gonna be awesome. I don't know, but top I mean, three, top two, maybe the best in the NFL. So, but even then, like I said, you're you're just playing a tough division, tough conference, and plus one forty isn't good enough to win the division. Minus one seventy has way too much juice. So. When usually when I look at these, it's like I want to do a lot of research on them, but I almost kind of want them to pop at me first and then me dive into why I thought that looked good. And there's just there doesn't seem to be like a ton of value here. Dude, I was like my eyes glazed over looking at the odd sheet. I was just like scanning the AFC North for like a good hour and a half. And I was like, I can't come up with anything. I don't like any of this. Yeah, I got to the Kenny Pickett thing. Seriously, I was as I was uh, getting ready here. I guess um, I was flushing all of a sudden. Kenny Pickett, Pickett, Pickett and poop, and then bang, Pickett and poop. If we if we did interesting be titles, podcast, podcast. Pickett and poop. Yeah, Pickett and poop. All right, good deal, good deal. I, I think that that's gonna wrap it up for me. You got anything else to add on that, or we can go to the window? Yeah, let's get out of here. The Bet Slipping Podcast. Going to the window. All right, Jeff. I got two. Why don't you start off with yours, though? All right. Back in your Bengals here with uh, some futures. Joe Burrow to win MVP plus $1,200. $100 better. Maybe put 25 bucks on it. Jamar Chase to win Offensive Player of the Year. Throw $20 on that if you're $100 better. Uh, then I have the, the Steelers looks. But what do, what do you got again? I got a Najee most rushing yards in the league plus fifteen hundred, and then Bengals Ravens first and second the straight forecast plus four twenty five. All right, and I already discussed this, but just to recap, I'm taking Kenny Pickett offensive rookie of the year plus nine hundred, and as a hedge, hopefully middle slash scoop, I'll take the Steelers under seven and a half at even money. Even though I absolutely hate fade Mike Tomlin. All right, sounds good. I think that wraps it up for our previews. We're going to see if we do anything next week, guys. We're not we're not too sure yet. But, again, week one, NFL preseason or regular season, we're going to have minty bets on So uh, from Yahoo Sports. So be prepared for that and get excited. So uh, that will be dropping Monday, September 5th, hopefully. So might be the next time you hear from us, maybe next week. But um, if not, so long. Jeff, you got any, any parting words? Nope. Good luck. Are we were dirty. All right. Say up. You see, most gamblers, when they go to gamble, they go to win. When we go to gamble, we go to lose. Even when we win, it's just a matter of time before we give it all back. This is the Bet Slippin' Podcast from USA Today Sportsbook Wire. I bet you 20 bucks I can get you gambling before the end of the day. No way. I mean, it's the gambling business. Occasionally get punched in the face. You're listening to the Bet Slippin' Podcast. I'm shocked, shocked to find that gambling is going on in here.